Nothing seems to glimmer You see a sudden spark And when things go to dark You see it even clearer This place isn't a dream I guess I could have picked something a little more upbeat, eh, to kick off our first podcast of 2022. Welcome to the new year, everyone. (laughs) Just as we record this, it's kind of a cloudy, gloomy day. New restrictions in place, and I just... Oh, yeah, as of today. As of today. I'm optimistic that it's just a little blip, a couple-week blip. You know, I've been optimistic too. I just last night I turned to my husband. And I'm like, were we naive to think that this would only last two years, three years? Like, yeah, you know, well, maybe this is more like a five year. Yeah, you know? wow, it's wave four or five, depending on how you look at it. But uh, I, I'm optimistic that. Uh, well, you gotta be. You gotta be right. This is life. This is the life we're given. There's no point in being sad about it. I, I, I don't know how you're being optimistic Honestly, about it because from the moment they that this whole thing started, they're like, "Oh, we're just gonna do social distancing for a week. Oh, we're just gonna lock things down for a month." It's been two fucking years. It's never gonna end. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? But I I'm less optimistic about our climate and our planet than I am about the uh, pandemic. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like every city and every country just has to build a hospital filled with ICU beds so we don't have to worry about it anymore if it's going to be the new reality. They just haven't done anything in that department, you know? Uh, But... Anyway, I talked to my friend in Mexico yesterday. Oh yeah, what's Mexico like? And we're these like, days? what's going on over there? Because yeah. he was picking up his kid from school, and they're heading down to a beach resort. It's a, nice. a friend of my husband's who married um, a local down there, and uh, he said, you know, everyone's done with lock. Like nobody's locking down anymore. There's no lockdowns because everyone's done with them. And it's like if you're rolling the dice. Uh, on, and not getting vaccinated, then that's your decision and your problem if it becomes a problem for you, and maybe it won't, but like yeah. everyone's like, we're done. We're done with it. <laughs> so what are you I'm gonna, like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> nice. As a bar owner, and uh, it's not like you guys do, you know, Uber delivery of food and stuff like that. What's your plan? Are you just going to shut down for a couple of weeks oh and pivot, God, or are you going to try and keep operating right out of the gate? I feel like... When you take a chance and you like open a business, um, any like natural like drive and momentum that should have lasted a decade has been spent in two years. And it's just been the constant pivoting. First, we like put in a garage door so we could do like a takeout window. And then we created a patio. And then we moved people inside with dividers that we made. Then we took down the dividers. Now we got to bring the dividers back. Now we got to do the takeout again. And, you know, part of me is just like, fuck, what, you know, it's just, it's exhausting. It's so exhausting. It's, yeah, it's so, it seems like it's such a struggle. Restaurants are the one place that's getting screwed the most. Restaurants and bars, uh, because retail can still open at 50% capacity, which let's be honest, this time of year is probably all they normally have anyway in January, mm-hmm. unless it's a lineup for people returning clothes or exchanging them. Mm-hmm. Um, every place, uh, gyms, gyms. 
as well. I think the hard thing too is that like in order to have like a good base, you need of, of cash, you need a good run. And I think a lot of businesses are still really hurting from the first lockdown and trying to catch, catch our breath. Mm. And then for this to happen, it's just like kind of really knocking the wind out of us. Another and we just punch in the gut. We just feel exhausted. It's definitely the time to be an employee and not an employer because also we feel the pressure of the staff, which is small, by the way. There's three staff, but we feel the pressure to help them pay their rent. Like they're, you know, what are they going to do? We, we have to step up and give them hours. And then what are we going to do? You know, it's just uh, so what we are going to do is we're going to go back to takeout. You are right. But then we wonder, like, is there still an appetite for takeout? Like there was a people wanted takeout originally because it was the only thing they could do. Like, are people it's January. Are people going to come for takeout? And that means like uh, takeout like cocktails. cocktails and like a sandwich or something like that. Exactly. Are people still going to want that or are people kind of over that? I don't know, but I was reading a report from somebody who like, you know, some minister who represents small businesses and, and he was saying, you're just going to see waves of, of small businesses closing. Like there's, and I've already seen it online. I follow a lot of restaurants and bars and the people are just like, if you, you know, I'm done. You, know, you people say are like, that. Ah, I'm done. You say that, but in my neighborhood, every time I go for a walk, I see a new restaurant. Like Maybe that's because going, the old one closed. Some are going and <laughs> right? some are coming. Yeah, no, some places Flip are over. closing. Don't say that. Yes. Like, don't. Uh, sorry, don't. Uh, I don't mean that to say that some restaurants aren't struggling and shutting down. But there are new ones that are filling those spaces. Yeah, yeah. In some cases, yeah. especially in like the more popular strips, you know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I just wonder, like, if we can hang on. Is there going to be like a reverse where it's going to be like the, after the Great Depression, there was like the boom, right? And everyone was rolling in cash. Is that is that coming our way after? Like if we just hang on or is that never going to happen? You know, it's just like, at what point do you just cash in your chips and go? Well, by all accounts, this is going to be a short wave from uh, looking at other places and stuff. So hopefully by, I don't know. Another few weeks, right, Bundes? <laughs> yeah, a few weeks, guys. A few weeks. God. That's exactly what Bundes is saying. <laughs> I didn't really mean for the beginning uh, to our podcast year to start on this note. You picked the song, buddy. You picked the wrong you damn the song. Who is this again? Did you tell us who this is? I didn't tell you. Uh, so tell us. Roman Lewis. Mindless Town. Pretty voice. Should have been. What is you know what? Oh. Now is a great time to save a few more uh, dollars until uh, you return to the bar and spend it all there. Yeah, make it yeah. rain. Up, 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 up. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Just gives you a couple, a little couple uh, weeks to help with the dry January, and then February you can let her rip. That's right. Are you doing dry January, Bundus? Isn't it dry February? No. I it's dry, I just saw January. Out there. dry February. Dry February is for people who can't handle 31 days. They try and pick a shorter month. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the answer is no, then. Yeah, 100% <laughs> no. Yeah. So far, I've, uh, I, I, I wanted to, like, a, we talked about having a dry-ish January. So last dry-ish. night. Dry-ish. Last, last night was the first night I didn't have any drinks in January. Oh, but that's, good for you. Know, you. Yeah, one night. Check. Every every day you don't. Every day counts. Better day. Uh Hang on for the 
take two coming up next. It's Tucker and Mora. If you are booking a flight for anything, there's something you got to do. You got to use a travel agent. I thought that whole industry was going to be gone. Yeah, it seems kind of old school of you to recommend that. I booked a family vacation back in November when things looked like everything was going to be fine (laughs) um, to go down south. And I did it directly through Air Canada Vacations. Well, now they're saying don't travel. I have to cancel my trip within 45 days of taking it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm going to lose a big chunk of cash. So I got to get on the phone with Air Canada Vacations. Mm-hmm. You know, they make it very easy for you to spend eight or nine or $10,000 on a vacation <laughs> with a click of a mouse. Ooh. But you go to want to cancel that trip. Guess what? The one I booked, you have to talk to someone in person to oh, cancel. Oh, no. Yeah. So uh, the first time I was on hold with them, I ended up getting disconnected, which drove me crazy. And then the second time I was on hold with them to cancel this trip it took forever like let me turn this into a quick trivia for you okay okay um what do you think took longer cooking our christmas turkey or being on hold with air canada vacations to cancel the trips <laughs> well how many pounds is this turkey uh, 13 uh, pound turkey <laughs> it took about three and a half hours in the oven i think if i'm remembering correctly I'm going to say, because you were bringing this up, that you were on hold for longer than it took to cook yes, your Christmas turkey. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That bird was dry by the time <laughs> it came out of the oven. There would be nothing left. It'd be the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Turkey if I had left it in. Right, right. Okay. What do you think took longer? Uh-huh. All right. My first European trip... On the plane, and I flew from from Toronto Uh to Paris. (laughs) Or how long I was on hold collectively between the two times I called Air Canada vacations. What is that? Eight hours? Seven and a bit hours. Please tell me the flight was longer. The flight was shorter. No! Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. The birth of my second child, the whole entire labor process, from Deb's first contraction to the baby being in my arms. What's longer? Um, On hold with Air Canada vacations or... Please tell me. Bringing a human being into the world. I'm going with Air Canada being longer. Yeah. yeah. Actually, our, our second kid was pretty quick. I think oh. it, like from contraction to a baby was like less than four hours, maybe three. Oh, nice. Okay. Good. I was on hold collectively for over eight hours. Two and a half hours the first time. Then they hung up on me. I called back again. Six hours, ten minutes. Now, the person was lovely and everything, and I was able to cancel the vacations, but man, what a process. I was going insane. Oh, God. So use an agent if you're going to book oh, anything. Oh, yeah, because the agent can call for you. Yes. Yes. And the trip is usually the same price. They just get a commission, you know? And why so, not help people out with a little commission? With a little commission. You, Keep, yeah. There's right? now a place for that industry just because the customer service is so bad at the uh, airlines. But uh, just a tip to pass on to you. Good luck. It's Tucker and Mara. We always have fun hearing about what the Friday night lady friend bought Professor Bundus for Christmas. Last year, it was the new Xbox. So uh, what happened this year? Um, she kept it pretty simple and I didn't want her to spend a lot of money because I yeah. still feel guilty from that Xbox purchase. Yeah, sure. Yeah. She um, just 
creamed you last year. Yeah. Yeah. What did yeah. she get you? She got me a nice pair of uh, new Tim's, Timberland boots. Oh, you ah, wanted Tim's. I did. Yeah. She listens. Got yes. your Timbers? Got my Tim's. Okay. Uh, wearing them right now. Oh. All right. And then she got me a couple, she got me like a, like a plaid shirt and a sweater, both which were too what? small. Oh, oh, too small. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know. Oh, wait where, where are they too small in the pipes or too small somewhere else? A little too tight around the waist? Too small in the pipes. That never happens. Uh, the, Come on. The, the sure pla- fits great, except for where my muscles are bulging out. <laughs> I, I tried the plaid shirt on and it looked like a crop top. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. What size was it? It was a medium, oh. but it was like a very small medium. Oh, yeah, yeah. big mistake. Yeah. She doesn't know you at all. I'm barely a medium. I don't know <laughs> what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. Is she trying to send you a message with the shirts? Like, I'd appreciate it if you fit into this shirt. I'm buying the clothes I want to fit you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So. I'm kidding. It was obviously a mistake. Bun- Bunnis is his own worst enemy. He doesn't need any other people right. ripping on him. Yeah, no, I just think it was like a, a bad yeah. side of the shirt. Oh, yeah. was she like, yeah. put it on, put it on now, and then you put it on, you're like, oh, God, and everyone's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what would happen uh, in my family. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that must have been a problem with the tag. They must have put like yeah. a medium instead of extra small. Yeah, yeah, Some yeah. Some mistake at the factory. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I couldn't do the buttons up. It looked like, like a crop top on me, like guys. they were just going to pop off. Like, <laughs> like it was ridiculous. Like it was the yeah. kind of shirt you could tell before you even put it on. I like this, there's no way. Like, yeah, there's, there's no, no way. way. Yeah. Just suck your good in. <laughs> <laughs> try, try. Don't breathe. Don't breathe. Oh, that's so sweet. Maybe if you take your undershirt off, it'll fit. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the cardigan was close. Like the cardigan was a medium and it fit me, but it like um just fit though. <laughs> yeah, it just fit. Like if you had a t-shirt on under there, it's not gonna be comfortable. <laughs> not the look I want to go. As long as she'll wear it after you eat, you're fine. <laughs> okay. Oh, you poor thing. That's the yeah, worst. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, thought, you would take that hard. I feel like too. <laughs> Who doesn't? Who no. doesn't take that hard when you get two things? I swear I'm a medium. <laughs> They're just they got it wrong at the factory. <laughs> you know what I got, my husband. Nothing. No, I got him a chainsaw. Yeah. yeah. Now there's a gift. It really says you're a man. Okay, yeah. Bundes. Yeah. I can't wait to I can't wait to use a chainsaw wearing my new extra small plaid shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a visual right there. That's right? a beautiful visual. He's busting out of his shirt. That guy is such a man. That guy's unstable. He can barely dress himself, and now he's carrying a chainsaw. Get away from that guy. He's not safe. Are you ready for sex resolutions every couple needs for 2022? Bring it. I wonder if the two that I was thinking of for my house mm-hmm. showed up on this list. Yeah. Good for you for already coming well, up with a couple. I'm just trying to like get those numbers up for 2022. Hey. You know? I appreciate that. I don't know. I haven't talked to my wife about them yet, though. Haven't had a chance, so. Well, number three, I'll just go to number three because you bring up frequency. Yeah. Is. 
do it more often or for longer? Aim higher. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's on my list. If you're a wanna... twice a week kind of person, try to bring it up. Yeah. Okay, number two. What was your second one? Or is it? Well, I'll tell you if it comes up. Okay. Number two. Take it out of the bedroom. Location, yes. location, location. Doesn't I just mean, apply to real estate, my friends. I was kind of thinking of that a little bit. I was like, you know, I have a basement bedroom that has a lock on the door. <laughs> so as part of my three times a week plan, one of those times needs to be she kind of tucks me in when I go to bed uh, early one uh, night during the week when the kids are up on their in their bedrooms. They don't know what's going that's on. That's right. That's we right. We can squeeze one in at 8 p.m. They on say, a Tuesday. You know what I'm talking about? I know about? what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so by taking it out of the bedroom... Uh, I'm moving it into another bedroom. That's but, okay. But still. But they do say the kiss of death for your sex life is that if you only have sex in your bed. So yeah. it's recommended that you mix it up a little. Yeah. Try different rooms. Okay. Try different locations. The stairs is one of the ones that, that wow. they recommend. A staircase. And they, I know they that they were watching Bridgerton. That's why. They were watching Bridgerton. <laughs> they're like stairs. You know? Well it, played. It looks difficult, but I can tell you from experience, the staircase is quite a moment. Yeah, but is it carpeted, that staircase? This one was carpeted. Yeah. The hardwood car that's not a comfortable uh, yes. spot. Yes, and, and the sex experts bring that up to you. That you it that, might not be the most comfortable situation. You just but prepare for it, Marty. You prepare for it like Tyler's prepare for it. You know, if you're a professional Tyler, you show up to the job site, you get all the gear for when you're on your hands and your knees for a while. Or you just deal with it, right? You, you don't want to show it. up with all the gear. The gear can be a bit of a vibe crush, right? Unless, well, yeah, I guess. This one's tough for Bundus because he lives in Watching the one-bedroom <laughs> condo. You can't mix it up. The yeah. bed's always there. Well, fire, is, fire stairs. Got a staircase in his building. Just has to be ready to be arrested if he gets caught. <laughs> yeah, that's awkward. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and the final resolution for your sex life. Just getting back to the stairs for a sec. If I gave you, if I was your lover, Mora, knee pads as a gift, would that be like insulting or would you appreciate that? I would be <laughs> insulted. I would be insulted for her. I'd be like, what would that be like too much? What? You're like, hey, I care about you. I'm <laughs> trying to bring it out to the staircase, but I want you to be comfortable in the process. Why don't you wear the I, knee pads? I just want you know, <laughs> I, I just bought you a whole kit. <laughs> Why don't you buy a I kit? Will, I will. For I too. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I got a his and hers rollerblading protection kit. I got wrist guards. I got elbow pads. I got knee pads. You know what? If you need all that protection, you better take it back in the bedroom. Okay. You better soften it up a little bit. Okay. And the last tip yeah. to improve your sex life in 2022. This is a resolution for your sex life. Change one. I love this. Change one thing every time you do it. You, you know, one yeah. thing changes every time. If you usually do it at night, do it in the morning. Mm. If you always take your clothes off, leave some on. Mix it up. Are you I seeing you. this? Yeah. Is that not fun? Yeah. Do something you don't normally do. Change it up. Every time, though, you might run out of things. Well, that's it's as easy as leaving your socks on then once in a while. No, that's never a good look. Uh, <laughs> never a good look. 
Socks got to come off first. You never want to have that be the last thing. What if they're knee-high socks or thigh-high socks? There we go. There we go. See? Tips for your sex life for 2022. A drug dealer just got arrested for the stupidest social media post of all time. 47-year-old man in the UK took some uh, festive shots yeah, have they like, were festive. Did he have a like a picture of Santa Claus, and then the beard was all cocaine <laughs> <laughs> on the face? No, okay. no. This is warmer. It's a Christmas. Yeah, well, you're getting warm though. Okay. Was, Any uh, other ideas? Was, I know a nativity scene. Okay? okay, and you got like the whole gangs there, mm-hmm. Jesus as a baby and stuff, and the, instead of cotton balls for the snow, cocaine. Cocaine. Yeah. No, no, that's that's. It's a good one, but, but it's no. Fe- it's festive, It right? is festive. Um, huh. He was, oh, how do you, like he had like a snowblower? Yes. And he took <laughs> two eight balls of cocaine yeah. uh-huh. and he poured it into the snowblower <laughs> and had his buddy on the other side where like where it shoots out just in front of it. <laughs> just face All in his face. <laughs> <laughs> that means that Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got him so high. Uh, no, okay. no. Well, thinking of this uh, again with the snow, how about just like an old-fashioned snowball fight mixed in a cocaine ball <laughs> <laughs> and smash his friend right in the face with that? No, 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 no. Wow. These are good. These are good, though. He took some festive shots of his Christmas tree, decorated. The ornaments were baggies of cocaine (laughs) and cash. There was cash on the tree, too. Ah. And the police, they saw the post. Mm. They arrested the guy. Turns out he was in a gang and 10 others went down, too, because of the post. Oh, I bet they were thrilled. (laughs) (laughs) That snowblower may actually come into play for a different reason (laughs) in the not-too-distant future for this guy. Do you think this guy put the the cocaine ornaments on a real tree or a fake tree? What kind of tree did this guy have? That's a fake on this one. (laughs) I mean, this guy is... I'm going to say he's committed a real tree, Maura. You're wrong. That no. is incorrect. Fake tree. It was one tree. of those white, it was perfect. It was one of those white fake ones, uh, you know, the, oh, the, you know yeah, they're actually yeah. really in this year. Yeah, yeah. The white, uh, full-sized, but yeah. Gotcha. With baggies of cocaine. Do we know what was at the top of the tree? Uh, it was all cocaine. It was okay. just a lot of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, so the whole drug ring went down. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. So he's, yeah. I would think that it, as a lesson in um, drug dealer school, if there was such a thing, one of the first things they would tell you is to delete all social media accounts. Yes. Can't be great for the... I mean, on one hand, you got to keep your network going. Yeah, I'm sure there yeah, were some people that one. appreciated the post. Yeah. They were like, oh, my kind is back in stock, maybe. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But no, the police did not appreciate it. Would you tell a complete stranger that they have something on their body that should be looked at by a doctor? Like, would you be bold and ballsy enough to do that? Like, like oh, what are you talking about? That mold doesn't look good. Maybe you should have that looked at. Oh, hey, you know, you don't know me, but. Oh, oh no, I, I don't think so. Because I've seen some moles that look pretty bad. <laughs> when I, you're out in public I, and yeah, you never. Like, yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. And then uh, I'm not going to be like. 
I would get that looked at. I'm sure they've already done it. I would assume that. Well, not everybody. Back in October, the reason I bring this up is a med student in October in Seattle went to see uh, the Seattle Kraken play the Vancouver Canucks. Okay. And uh, this med student ended up at this hockey game saving a guy's life. She was sitting behind the Canucks bench and she noticed a weird mole on the assistant equipment manager's neck. Oh, interesting. So, like, not even the head coach or anything like that. Just some guy who had the right to be behind the bench once in a while. She noticed that there was a mole on the back of his neck that she didn't like the look of. So she typed a message to him on her phone, and she held the phone up against the glass. He read it. He took it seriously. He went to get the mole checked out. Turns out it was melanoma. Oh, my God. Yeah. He had it removed. Everything is okay. He's gone to the lengths of trying to find this woman, figure out who this med student was so he could thank her. And the Canucks have now given her a $10,000 scholarship to help pay for her med school. That's amazing. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Well, at the beginning of this, you didn't say, like, if, if I had medical experience <laughs> and I noticed something was wrong with somebody, right. of course I would say something. But to me, you know, every mole looks suspect. I know. I mean, it, every I, mole uh, is like, what's up with that? If you've seen Mora <laughs> in, a, in a bathing suit, you would be like, you should go to a dermatologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just am going to assume that you do that and that I, it's not me. Right for me to be the one to tell you that. But you should go to a dermatologist. Yeah, I should, I should book <laughs> no, an appointment no. today. Now I'm like, oh God, when's the last been, time? Have you had like it checked you out? You know what? I have, I've had it checked out. I haven't had it recently. The last time I had my moles on my back checked out, the dermatologist said that my back should never see the sun. Yeah. I was like, really? I saw it Sounds it. like a lame existence I to me. S- I saw that back <laughs> about two years ago when we were in the Dominican Republic. I concur with his assessment. <laughs> You're like, this back should never that see the sun. should never... <laughs> <laughs> Not oh, just for your protection, but for us too. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> that is just the most epic burn. <laughs> hey, well, what comes around goes around. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> Anyways, book an appointment with a dermo. No, get them I'm, look I'm at those the same moles. way. I got the same thing happening on my body. I got to get back to a dermatologist too. You know what the problem is though? They always want a referral. That was so know. they can get like a new patient charge. That's what's wrong with our healthcare system. It's Why like they can't won't... I just book an appointment yes. with a dermo? And and when you're leaving, saying, "Can I book my next one?" They're always like, "No." Yeah. You know why? Because they want to treat you like a new patient every time, so they can bill more. Uh, it's a scam. It's a scam. Yeah, and then your GP's got to run your OHIP card too to get you that appointment, right? Because right. you need the referral mm-hmm. again. It's a scam. Mm-hmm. Could use some of that money to build bigger ICUs, I think. Apparently, yeah. Wouldn't it be nice to always have enough cash to go away on vacation? Or like if you have a family to take the kids to like Canada's Wonderland or a theme sure. park, let's say. You know, that can be really expensive without worrying about what's in the bank. This is a really cool money-saving hack that's trending right now that will ensure you always have enough cash for the fun stuff in life. So when the boys call you abundance and say, we're going to Miami. Okay. You are in. I need to know this. You don't. Yes. You don't have to check the bank account. You know you're ready to go. Let me guess. 
Take all the change from your pocket and put it in a jar. Well, it's kind of similar to oh, that. Yeah. This is great. Okay, so here it's called the 100 envelope challenge. Okay. okay. So you put different labels on different envelopes. One could say Miami Bundes, yeah. one could say Canada's Wonderland, you know? And you put on the outside of the envelope how much money you would need for said experience. And then you just throw your spare change in there. You throw whatever you got on an ongoing basis. Like, oh, here's a 20. I'm just going to put it in that Miami envelope. And then when you reach how much you need, you seal it and you store it away. And then when you get the Miami call, you're like, I'm good to go. You grab the envelope and you're good. I I like the idea. The problem I I see is that I don't carry cash around me, like on me, unless I'm actually going out to the bar. Yeah. So I would have to like set up a new bank account that it was like, and I had, I'd have to almost like make automatic withdrawals into that bank account. Oh, you mean, Bunnis, you could arrange with your bank to just have automatic deposits into another account yeah. instead of having to have a series of envelopes <laughs> with different labels on it. Yeah. Listen, I thought this was a pretty good idea, man. You think you... Oh. This just in, this just in. The best way to save for fun stuff is to just store your money in envelopes in your house. Yeah, and then there's no fee involved. Oh, we're going to hold your money, so now we're going to scrape. I remember opening a savings account that was depleted because I was getting dinged with service charges. You opened up the wrong kind of account. I'm like, you know what? You just took all my money. I wish I had an envelope instead. Yeah, okay. Put that in an envelope. It's still going to be there. Yeah, all right. It's Great like the tip. Old, the old shoebox trick, right? That yeah, your grandpa used to do? Not working. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> nice try, though. Tucker and Mora, Angela wants to weigh in on this stupid saving plan you were talking about <laughs> a second ago. The 100 envelope challenge. And basically what you do is you've got 100 envelopes. You put labels on all of them for all the different things you want to buy and you fill it with your spare change seal the envelope and then you're good to go which by the way was not created by me was created by an 18th century german mathematician this guy uh says there's a formula hello ladies and gentlemen we've just come up with a new form to save your money it's called the envelope <laughs> what's an envelope do you ask well it's a piece of paper folded up in a certain way with some glue that allows you to seal things inside. Mm-hmm. What's glue, are you asking? Well, it's a product that's sticky that allows things to attach to another thing. <laughs> a Charlie sent us a text. Mm. She says, or to save, we no longer have pennies in our money, right? Okay. So, however, our bank accounts still do. So set up an account for saving that's set to have 36 cents added every week that way your pennies go to savings and you're not losing out you know what that adds up to in a year what eighteen dollars and seventy two cents yeah but how much does that add up to in 20 years do you want to know uh, yes 
$374. Now we're talking. You now, can't now even buy a flight <laughs> ticket for that. Yeah, but that's what are you like gonna do? that. You're going to go to Canada's Wonderland with Canada. three people yeah, and then not 20, buy any food? In 20 then... years. In 20, <laughs> in 20 years. years. <laughs> <laughs> guys. Chelsea says, guys. You're going to have to step it up. You guys are going to have to step it up a bit if you want to do something fun. <laughs> Chelsea says, guys, I'm doing the envelope saving challenge this year, too. So there you go. This is the thing. It's going viral. I'm sorry. It's, it's going viral. It's, it's a terrible <laughs> it's thing. It's going viral. You're not selling me I on think it's it smart. at all. You can't tell anybody that you're doing a 100 envelope challenge, though, because that just opens up somebody to come and rob you. Yeah, but but that is true. Nobody would have the time to open up all hundred <laughs> envelopes. They wouldn't even want to bother you. They'd probably stay away from your house. Angela, Angela, help me out here. I was just calling to tell you that there is a system that automatically rounds up to five dollars. Oh, like so, so if you buy something that's two dollars, three dollars of that will go to like another account. Yeah. So every time you. Interact. It will give you the, the remainder of the five dollars into a savings account, and yeah. at the end of the month. Yeah. Now, why would you do that when you could just go to the stationery <laughs> store and buy a hundred pack of envelopes? All right. Well, look. I appreciate you weighing in and, and uh, giving us that other tip. It sounds very modern. Maybe too modern for a some. A little too modern. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't. That call didn't go in the way I wanted it to at all. <laughs> <laughs> Angela, thanks a lot for calling. Appreciate it. Thank you. Tucker and Mora. I can't believe we're still talking about this. Honestly, I thought when this conversation started, it was silly, and uh, it's just gone on and on. It's blown up. It just seems like a way too old school way to save money, but Mora was presenting a viral trend right now that started in the 1800s, <laughs> and the best way to save for all the fun things you want to do in your life is to have a hundred envelopes. It's the hundred envelope challenge. On each envelope, you write in what uh, the money will be used for uh, so it could be going to the amusement park could be taking a trip to Europe whatever mm-hmm. and then you uh, when you have extra cash you just throw it in one of the envelopes mm-hmm. Christy what's your take on all this okay so I've got one that's going to blow your mind I am so with Maura um, about six or seven months ago my daughter approached me about something that she had heard about and then I ended up coming across a website online basically iterating what she said and what i do and what my daughter does is we have not 100 envelopes we have 365 or every day of the year i mean and every day i put 10 bucks in there and at the end of the year do the math what am i going to have i'm going to have almost four thousand dollars why not just have the bank do it for you like an automatic withdrawal ten dollars a day Because you always end up spending it somehow, somewhere. The $10 a day, I found like, okay, so I'll take an extra 40, 50 bucks out for myself because I'm a cash person. I have, I believe in everybody should have some cash on them. And so now what I do is that 10 bucks in my wallet, what would I have done if I didn't put it in the envelope? Probably blown it on something, right? Donuts. So I finally, yeah, I finally (laughs) felt now thinking throughout the day, I think, oh, am I going to have 10 bucks tonight to put in that envelope before I go to bed? Oh, cool. And now it's more of a mission. Yeah, now it's more of a mission that I work towards that. And guess what? Like, it works because now I have to admit, 
I um, I needed some money for a mortgage payment one month, and I, I thought, oh, my God. So instead, what I did is I went to my envelope and took out like $800, and I still had. Wow. Yeah, but that was a lot of work. How many envelopes do you? That's 80 <laughs> envelopes you have to open. <laughs> it, it, it took me 10 minutes. Uh, where do you store the envelopes, out of curiosity? Not that I want to break into your place, but do you have to have a whole, like, safe and stuff for it? No, I found a little plastic container like at the dollar store, and it fits them perfectly. And they're just all, you know, lined up in there. Oh, perfect. Do this. That'll that'll make it easy. That'll make it easy for the person who breaks and enters your place to just have it all in one place. You know. (laughs) Hey, thanks a lot. Okay, have a good day. Okay, we got another text. This one from Milkman. This is another really (laughs) clever way, clever way to save. I Uh pay, he says, I pay extra on my house bills, $5 to $25. That way, one month, every year, my gas or my hydro, whatever the bill is, is zero. It's free. And then I take that extra money and I treat my wife out to a night on the town. Oh, yeah. Why not just take that extra five bucks that you're paying extra on the bill, everyone, and put that in a separate account? Or an envelope? No. You want the envelope challenge? I mean, there are people who work in finance who are listening to this conversation probably about ready to drive off the road. Because there's something tangible about actually physically saving. You know when you like paint a wall and you Mm. step back and you look at your work and you're like satisfied. <laughs> it's the same thing with the envelope challenge. Cora, you, oh my God. I'm telling I you, you crank no open bonus. that you envelope. Just pull the chute. Let's just get out of this. Mora, I appreciate the effort. I really do. Thank you very much. Bundes, I wondered how you would think about this as a guitar player who uh, was in a band for many years. Mm-hmm. They have now invented a new guitar Inspired by Guitar Hero. Okay. So how this... Wait, hang on. (laughs) Samsung is going to be releasing this guitar, and it's going to come with an LED guide light system. All right? On its fretboard. So that's where you put your fingers when you're doing the... You know, all that kind of stuff. Sure. And it's going to be like a real-life Guitar Hero guitar where it teaches you to play based on the lighting so you can learn songs and things like that because it'll tell you where to put your fingers. So it's a... it's. Not buttons like a guitar. Not hero. buttons. It's you got strings. Strings, but it's LED lighting them up to show you the finger position. Yes, and it, it would be like if you had a trumpet, right? And you got the three little buttons, and if it lit up the button that you're supposed to push at any given time. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Like uh, an interesting way to learn how to play the guitar. I wonder though, is, is it strictly reserved for like you can only play the songs that are preset within its computer system, or can you play it like freely after that? Like you. Because it would be kind of almost cool to be on stage and have your fretboard being LED while you're while you're playing live Ooh. at a show. Like Muse, the band Muse likes to do lots of creative things with their instruments. Like, yeah, mm, to to make it look visually appealing when they do their live shows. So that's kind of it's kind of cool. I mean, I think they've had keyboards that have done that for a long time, yeah. where different keys will light up based on which ones you're supposed to push mm. to teach you that way. So it's just another, you know, uh, different approach to learning the guitar. Don't really. you kind of want like that not to happen though? You don't you want to be like part of an elite group of people who know how to play guitar? You don't want a bunch of schmoes learning how to play, making it easier to learn how to play? Well, look at Bundes. He barely even plays now. Like I was in a band. Now he hates music like to play it. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> he hates music. I honestly, it, it is one of the biggest mysteries of, of, uh, of Bundes in my mind is like why the guy doesn't shred on his guitar and get in bands and stuff. (laughs)
<laughs> Seriously, how do you go from being in a band that has songs played on the radio to like not even picking up your guitar hardly ever? It it's, makes no sense to me. I, I know like an artist who puts a paintbrush down. There's just a lot of history. Every like every time I pick up the guitar, I love the feeling of playing, and I get so enthralled in it and lost in it. But then all it does after is remind me of the things that I'm missing in my life. Like I miss being on tour. I miss playing live shows. Right. I miss being in a band and having that brotherhood. And all playing the guitar does is remind me of that pain and loss of how you know, my life failed. Honestly, oh, I failed at being a rock and roll star. Yeah, because to you, actually, it's not about the instrument. It was about the about instrument was a else. means to an end, which yeah. was to be that rock star. It's not about like, oh, I just love a guitar. I love guitars. I guarantee you, you take somebody who's like a college basketball player, all right? Maybe got a chance to play a few games in the NBA. Bet you that person still picks up a basketball and shoots hoops with their friends. Ah, and plays might be pickup. painful for them. You toss them a basketball and hit them right in the head. <laughs> <laughs> they might be done. They might be done. Oh. You know, I remember when I stopped figure skating and I skated my whole life till I was 18. I wanted to throw my skates in the river. I kind of felt like <laughs> I was done. And like, don't people, like as a human being, don't I have other skills and things that I could learn? Like, check. I've got figure skating. Check. Move on to something else. Like, let me develop a different skill now. You know what I mean? I don't have to go back to skating all the time because it's my one and only thing that makes me feel alive. <laughs> it's true. Maybe Bundes is done with the guitar because he's done and he doesn't want to be that annoying guy sitting around the campfire tootling on the guitar yeah. that everyone's wishing would shut up. Or maybe figure skating's lame to do outside of competitive events and nobody really wants to keep doing it because you're going to hurt yourself. Whereas a guitar is always cool and your analogy makes no sense at all. A team of scientists have successfully taught goldfish how to drive. Digest that one for a second. I saw the video and it's so cute and totally blew my mind. There's a goldfish inside a fish tank that's on wheels and he's driving around. It's so, the cutest thing. We need to put wheels on all fish tanks and they'll be like dogs going through our house doing whatever they want to do. So uh, how do they decide which direction? Like, how do they, do they push a button? No, it's the, the basically the wheels underneath the fish tank move uh, based on which way the guy is swimming. So the goldfish is going, you know, <laughs> straight forward. Then the tank will move straight forward. If he wants to swim to the right, the tank will go to the right. So are they finding that the goldfish are trying to get from point A to point B? Or is it just completely random? It's 100%. What they did is they had this tank in a room and they had like a mark on the wall. And they will, every time the goldfish would swim up to the mark, they'd give him a treat. So the, it wasn't only this goldfish. They tried it with many different cute little goldfish. Turns out every single time after a couple of days, they realize if they go to that one line, they're going to get a treat when they go there. So they're driving their little tanks up to this one section of the room and getting a treat every time. So it turns out what they've learned from this is that it's not a fluke. The fish are intelligent in that way and they want to see if they're smart enough to learn complex tasks like this turns out they are yeah i mean they're not like driving 
manual transmission or anything like that. <laughs> they're swimming towards a mark. so They're, they're swimming yeah. towards a mark on a so fish really, tank with wheels. Yes. So what they're establishing is that the fish can recognize there'll be a reward if they head in that direction. I think this is being a little bit... Uh, yeah, you frame that really wrong because <laughs> if, you, if you removed the tank and you just had a big room that was full of water and yeah. you still had a mark there, yeah. the fish would do the same thing. It's nothing to do with them like being on wheels. They are controlling the fish tank oh. that is on wheels. <laughs> okay. You gotta see it's so cute. I feel like this is the future of fish tanks. You you don't leave it on the hutch. You're oh, gonna yeah. have it rolling around your living room. All of a sudden you wake up, you're in bed, you got your fish, you look over, it's staring at you. <laughs> it drove off. Wouldn't that be it adorable? itself right beside your pillow. Imagine your freaky. Fish, your I don't fish need that. could like move around through your house. A little mobile fish tank, and he can decide where he wants to go. I, I mean, it's a, it's not shocking in a sense when you think about how fish could live a whole life in one place, and then they return to the place where they were born. Yes. You know what I mean? And they're swimming up rivers and they're jumping swimming. up ledges. Like, that yes. to me is more impressive than them just heading towards a mark, and then the <laughs> bowl starts to roll in with them. <laughs> We all missed the party of a lifetime, and it happened on a plane 30,000 feet in the air on December 30th. And actually, things got so out of control on this flight that the feds are now investigating reports of what the crew was calling completely unacceptable behavior. I mean, I could think of a couple other words for it. Actually, somebody on social media called them moronic Quebec influencers who decided to turn a Cancun-bound plane into their own personal nightclub, which really does paint the picture perfectly of what was going on on this flight. Social media posts show people, you know, maskless, partying on the Sunwing flight from Montreal to Cancun, singing, dancing in the aisles, dancing on the seats. A bottle of Grey Goose is being passed around. A woman's hitting her vape. Like, I mean, it was completely out of control. I mean, that's ridiculous. People, they've, I don't even know how that plane made it to Cancun. Like, I don't why know. Why wouldn't they have done an emergency landing and had police waiting? Because if you get caught smoking on a, in a bathroom, sometimes they'll land a plane and kick you off. Or, you know, I've heard stories of two people that get a little rowdy with flight attendants and they get booted off. They do an emergency landing. I know. I don't know why they didn't do the emergency landing. Because literally, some of the passengers jumped on that intercom on the plane. You know, the one that the flight attendants pick up. It's like a phone to make announcements. They picked that up. I'm going to pass you to Chase, he says. Oh, okay. Now Chase gets to pick it up. <laughs> they like Chase. <laughs> What is he saying? It's like the start of this club. We're going to do more of these. He's like, 
Welcome we're gonna, to the yeah. beginning of like uh, uh, Club One 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 One. I like is, how they named it. Yeah, <laughs> they've already named it. Well, yeah. that might be the flight number, right? We don't know. <laughs> and then they're like, "Yeah, this is the beginning of May. We're gonna do many more of these." Oh. I, honestly, I mean, if there wasn't a global pandemic, I could see all these people getting charged after an emergency landing. I don't know in the, with all the maskless stuff and the singing and the yelling. Like, I I don't know how they didn't land that plane. It yeah. looks like they lost control. Of oh the my plane. god. Completely, and that and landing it wasn't an option at that point because no one was going to sit down. They would have rioted in the air. Well, if you look at the footage, you can't see flight attendants anywhere. And I think at that point, the flight attendants had bailed in a way. Like they were like, "We've lost control. They gave up. Yeah, we can't control it, and it would be dangerous for them to try to subdue." So fines, uh, uh, the feds are looking into this a lot. It was hard for us to find these videos, by the way. We've been scouring the social media feeds because, of course, they're all taking them down now because they're under investigation. Fines of up to $5,000 per offense could be issued to the passengers. Prison time could be involved. And based on when they flew out, December 30th, I'm assuming they're coming back today or tomorrow. If they can even get on the plane, I don't know what is going on. But yeah, they are investigating this now. How would you have handled this? You don't fly very well. Oh, I would have hated that. I would have hated that. <laughs> but they had vodka. Yeah, well, I would have my own vodka. And I'd be like crushing extra mini bottles probably. <laughs> Just to calm your nerves. I don't know. It would make me insane. Well, we'll probably find out what's going on with this in the next couple of days. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.